Yeah, I was gonna say like we could just like start recording. Yeah, we can start crap recording. now. Yeah. Okay, get out, Brooke. <laughs> you're not allowed to be here. It's already going. You're just you're just zoomed out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Welcome back to Six Fifths. I'm Stan. I'm Everett. And we sound a little better today. Yes, just a little better. Please stop. No, 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 John Cena. How did that become a thing? Just a little detour here. How did that become a thing? There's like this John Cena meme that was going around, just like this interruption. Who explained that to me? Of like Someone John explained Cena's. that to me recently, and I don't remember who it was. Yeah, so was it you? So, so, uh, so for some I'm background, John yeah. Cena. John Cena is a wrestler, it. and uh, he's been around for a long time at this point, and he's been basically the like face or the prototypical good guy of the world wrestling. Like, what's the E for stand for? I'm actually you know. I don't know what W like, the E and W WWE basically. Yeah. He's been like the face of that for ten years. People are fucking tired of him, mm-hmm. and he's basically just become a giant joke at this yes. point. Uh-huh. Um, basically, he just exists for kids and like teenagers to like be like, oh, John Cena's so cool, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so his like theme sort of became a joke because a you hear it all the time because right. he's still still going around and he's like the champion right now or whatever, and b he never loses. So <laughs> <laughs> like. His his theme just sort of became like an interruption thing. He's like, oh my god, John Cena again, ah, <laughs> right? Because a lot of people just like go take a break when John Cena has like a match because you know right. he's gonna win, mm-hmm. so no one cares. So so that's the that's the John Cena thing, and like his theme became sort of a joke, uh, partly because it's very loud and very sudden. Yes, right, mm-hmm. and because of this like ventrilo harassment, not not ventrilo harassment, this harassment video of uh-huh. like these people prank calling a woman. Just like repeatedly bringing up oh, John yeah. Cena and the Sunday Super Slam. Yes, we should. Wait, it. isn't that video like really old? It is. Yeah, I was gonna That's say. That's why like, it surprises the vent, me. The vent videos. Those are things I listened to in like middle school. No, like, it's, those it's, are it's not newer new than things. the vent videos, right? Yeah, but that thing was something that came up when I like as early as high school. Yeah, for me, it's, it's when, years old. Yeah, it's very old, and it has yeah. apparently recently, within like the last year or two, become right. a thing. Like, there's like lots of Vine stuff with like right, John Cena, right. and it's just like, why, why did this become a thing now? <laughs> yeah, I don't get why the internet rediscovered that. I don't know. I, I thought know. the vet harassment videos were very hilarious, um, uh, but then again, I was... When, especially when you're in high school, they're really Balls funny. of steel. Yeah, but when you, when you get older, you're like, damn. I mean, that was yeah. pretty rude. Very cruel. Yeah, um, I mean, it was. I mean, I guess I also knew what vet was, which was not a mainstream Ventrilo, thing to yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. Uh, I kind of miss those old days when you had all sorts of... Like, computers were not able to do as much, so they were right. like all sorts of like special... like. Uh, programs that let you do stuff like when you would play an MMO, it was usually full screen, right? Because right, the computer exactly. couldn't do windowed, it would die. Right, yeah. So yeah. like you know, you couldn't talk to people like who weren't playing games. Uh-huh. So there was this thing called X Fire that like you know, mm-hmm. uh, when you were doing full screen stuff, you could press a certain button combination, uh-huh. and your chat window would pop up, and you could yeah, talk yeah. to people while you're playing like World of Warcraft or something. Uh-huh. Right, and now it's really easy to do things like that. You just put it on window, and you just like let everything run anyway because right. like one gig of RAM, that's nothing. I also remember when they had um, things. I don't remember what it was, but it was the before like online distribution of games was a thing. You mm-hmm. had, um, but you couldn't necessarily just like rip a game file um, to your to your computer. Depending then, on how much effort you put, yeah, depending on how effort you do it. So there was like an extra utility you could get that would do this for you. Um, like, oh, so like ripping like the. Yeah, I don't. I don't even remember. I, I'm. A, I'm gonna sound really stupid for bringing this up because one of my friends in Arizona, he had a big deal about how they would only have one copy of a game, but they would put it in this thing, and then they would be able to put it on like all six computers, or whatever. Because you needed a special license key. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah, you need a license key for games like activate them. Oh, right. Whatever right. this thing did was able to hide or mask the was, so game. we're talking yeah. about piracy right now <laughs> a, l- a little bit but Just only a little bit nsa please i mean but this this was this was so because his his family like he and his dad and his brother all would play the same mmo so they would buy like one copy of like Knights of the old republic and oh. then and then they would play that i see i see i see yeah oh interesting mm-hmm. or no not much more star wars galaxies that, that's that's not that's okay yeah because Knights, Knights of the old republic is not an mmo yeah. Yeah. Cool. Guys Galaxies. Cooter. That was definitely the game. That was their game for like all of middle school and elementary school. What a weird MMO. Yeah, isn't it yeah. weird how MMOs were like that, right? Yeah. It was like you played one and there's like a whole community is you identify with the MMO that you played. Like I played Maple Story 
mm-hmm. and then World of Warcraft. And hey, man, so Evan, Evan's giving me a look here. Maple Story was a respectable game for like two or three years. <laughs> there were actual adults playing that game that I was friends with. Uh, was but, respectable for two or three years. Yeah, and then it like I mean, crashed again. Yeah, it was bad. Like, I mean, yeah, I think my brother caught the second wave of that. Because um, oh, he, he was, I think up until like last year, even he was playing. Oh, um, but the community is really bad in Maple yeah, Story now. Yeah, now. It's bad in every MMO at this point. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that, but like, yeah, there's basically no no communities mm-hmm. centered around these things. Yeah, I wonder I wonder what has happened to change this. Um, really, I don't. I haven't seen any like studies or anything um, about communities and MMOs. Yeah, you would think that there would be, but like, I think it's because uh, the the people who study MMOs and like mm-hmm. you know so like game studies or whatever, right? right? right. They don't want to admit that MMOs are dying anyway, <laughs> right? They're kind of like, no, because I've studied this, and if MMOs are dying, then I don't know what to study well, now. I mean, like, MMOs in the form of things like Star Wars Galaxies and No, but I mean, like, MMOs like, in general, like, well, I mean, I mean you still have, like, that's what an MMO well, is. Like, okay, well, an MMO I mean, it's short is, for MMORPG, right? Yeah. Usually, right? M- so, yeah, MMOs are very different from MOBAs, right? Yeah, so, they're, they're not mo- the same thing Yeah, at they're all. not the same thing at all, but MOBAs are, like, on getting still pretty popular now in the last few years but I think that like to the non-trained eye most people don't really know what the difference between like a giant because when you look at giant online game is just played with a bunch of people mm. to somebody who doesn't actually know what all these classifications are in video games then somebody who's playing lol looks almost identical to someone who's playing wow so like yeah. kinda I mean but no, these but two games are not they're, they're not the, the same, same at all yeah, yeah uh-huh. they're just very different experiences and, and thus have different communities around them right yeah and I mean like you know a lot of people still play the MMOs mm. um World of Warcraft has millions of subscribers yeah that's true um don't know how many of them are active but that's a different didn't question didn't they do that thing entirely. like recently where they like destroyed like the entire they yes. do that every single time an expansion is released no no, no there, were, there, yeah. uh-huh. there have been a couple of so there was first like uh and I can't believe I'm talking about this now but there was first like cataclysm yeah, which like yeah, destroyed yeah, yeah. Yeah. like uh physically like all the regions is a huge story mm-hmm. thing and like uh, basically everything that the early players did like the stories and the quests completely changed um lots of revamps of how the game worked right um and then recently they had warlords of draenor and here they they didn't change much of like the early worlds in terms of the story or anything but they changed a lot of uh a lot of uh, a lot of um, how do I put it like UI like player side yeah, things yeah, yeah, yeah. right uh-huh. uh, and basically they made Changer, the game a lot um, easier yeah. uh, they, they did a lot to try to pull in like people who were you know new to the game they made it a lot easier they made it easier to get to the end they changed like the the new expansion had things like you, you were like now this general mm-hmm. um, because like People had been making jokes up to this point about how often you had saved the world, right? Oh, yeah. All the quests. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, why aren't you like some sort of like super important person? Yeah. You know, because at this point, even if you haven't done any of like the raids or whatever, right, where you beat like the Lich King or whatever, like mm-hmm. you've saved the world like multiple right. times. So now this happens and you have your own garrison. Mm-hmm. Uh, you become uh, a general of like your, your side's military. Right, right. Um, and you're like directing the expansion into. Um, this like new area in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to talk about it. So. But yeah, yeah. But like it, the garrison thing ultimately is really boring and also very time. Like you can't grind it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So like a lot of the type of people who like World of Warcraft was very popular with was like you know very or like grind oriented people. Oh yeah. Especially because you have to pay to play the game in yeah. the first place. Yeah. They were like, this sucks. Like, right. why not the wait, like, you know, four hours, right, to do this? Like, I'm not going to keep playing the game. It just makes me keep coming back and obsessing about it. It's yeah. like being able to put the game away when I'm done with it. Even if it requires a lot of time, when yeah. I'm done, I'm done, and I'm not worried anymore. Yeah, and you're literally paying for all that access. You're, you're paying like the wait, Yeah, <laughs> right, is like are. what a lot of people were yeah. saying. And mm-hmm. so a lot of people quit. Yeah. Um, it was very unfortunate. Um, I mean that it was very unfortunate that the game ended up that way because I quit too. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, it was too bad. Um, like, the old days of World of Warcraft and, like, MMOs like that are gone, pretty much. Like, yep. MMOs are either now, like, most of them are, like, too easy. Right. Um, like, it used to be that, like, if you wanted to progress, you had to get into a party. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you could try to do stuff on your own, but, like... But, but see, this is, like, actually the chief reason why I didn't like playing MMOs, because unlike unlike you, I know I was not a huge fan of being social on the internet. Oh, I see, so, I see, yeah. <laughs> so, unless I came in with people um, who 
knew what they were doing, which a lot of times they were either too good or I would just fall behind what they were doing because my PC was always super shitty at home. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because my parents never really cared. That's why like, I played MapleStory and not like World of Warcraft because it was 2D yeah, game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah MapleStory was like handleable, but when I started playing MapleStory, my friends had already been playing it for like a couple months and yeah. they were all better than I was. And I was just like, this isn't fun because the only, I didn't really want to make friends outside of them oh, to I see. play I see. with more than were at my level. So it was just kind of like, oh, uh, what am I doing? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and that was that was definitely the thing with uh, with Maple Story was that mm-hmm. you had to. There came a point uh, where like you basically had to get in the groups. To yeah, exactly. Me. And like it had always been faster when mm-hmm. I when I was first playing and for like a few years mm-hmm. um, to get into a party even like early on, right? right? Um, and there were like these things called party quests that leveled you up very much fast. Like yeah, they appeared yeah. at like ranges of levels where it started getting unfeasible to train by yourself. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you would mm-hmm. use those to get. Through those levels, you would get, mm-hmm. like, a job advance or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. Get some new skills, and you would train on your own for a while. There mm-hmm. would be another party quest, and you would do that one, right? right? And that was how people progressed. So the party quests were, like, a huge part mm-hmm. of the progression, right, in the game. And when you got to the point where there were no more party quests, you basically had to party up if you wanted to get any, like, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. like, progression at all. And basically, they made the game way easier mm-hmm. so that you didn't need to do that. Um, the party quests fell behind in terms of the amount of experience they gave. Right. And people just didn't talk to one another as much. Mm-hmm. It was easier to get into the party quest than you. So there was a thing with the party quest where only one group could be in the party quest per like a channel. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you had to wait in order to get on the quest. Right. You had to assemble your group, and then you all were doing the quest at like a certain time, like based on yeah. You had to put yourself in the queue, basically. Right. Yeah, you, yeah. You uh-huh. you so you would. What would happen is that you would click on the person, right? And you would click mm-hmm. enter party quest or whatever, yeah, yeah. right? And they would say, like, oh, sorry, like, there's already somebody in there. Right. right? So you'd have one person who was assigned to be the clicker, right? Yeah, and they yeah. Would just click uh-huh. repeatedly. Um, and what you would try to do is you would try to get a track, right? Like, uh-huh. you would try to find out who is in right now, right? right? And then you would track them like you'd use a slash find function. Right, right. And then they were, when they were in the map, right, uh-huh. that was, like, the boss map or, like, the, the bonus room or whatever, mm-hmm. right? You would start clicking. Because they were going to come out soon, yeah. And the first so, person to click on, you know, whatever was, we get was it, yeah. yeah, their group would go in, and so uh, it took a lot of like directed effort, time, waiting, right? right. And you're just sort of there, like waiting, right. right? And again, like this is kind of before people had computers that could do other stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like while, so you were just sitting there, yeah, right? and you would just talk because there was nothing else to do, yeah, yeah, right? And so you would make friends, mm-hmm. right, just by doing that, right? And now that's not a thing anymore. Like people are like, yeah, I don't want to put have to put in all that time mm-hmm. to play a game, but it really killed like the the multiplayer aspect of them, right, right. and it makes it makes them a lot less fun to play because now people just don't want to do that. They they don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. They don't want to like make friends with anybody, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's partly because people are just younger. Um, you, a lot of younger people now yeah, play yeah. these games. Um, I mean, it was like that back then, but like even more so than it used to be, mm-hmm. and also. Um, they're just other, they just kind of, there are other games that require far less effort for people to get into casually, right? Uh, Um, that exist now. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, MMOs relied a lot on conversion, right? Like getting people who were very casual, getting them into the game. They would get so into the game, they would start playing, you know, like a lot. Right. And that's still true. A lot of casual games have people who play like a whole lot and like learn a lot about how the mechanics work and whatever. But mm-hmm. now their games like Bejeweled or, you know, like Plants vs. Zombies or Candy Crush or something, right? Right. Like, uh, you know, and those games are far more effective at sucking people into like a single person experience. Mm-hmm. Um that is like hard for someone to get out of mm. right and so now like you just it doesn't work so well in the mmos anymore it's kind of too bad and the mmos i think reacted to this by making the games easier i i don't think but that's, that's not necessarily the answer to fixing your community building being bad because of the way mechanics are the making it just straight up easier is not necessarily yeah the way to do it and a lot of that's just because of like competition of other things um I think a lot of the thing also, just in general, I think we've moved away from um, spending a lot of time at once doing video games in general. Yeah, um, yeah. Just because... Or doing anything. <laughs> yeah, or doing anything in general, um, which is always interesting to look at um, just how I manage like my own time and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like you... You kind of want to feel like you're moving, but I guess that's also... Maybe that's just... I am aware that maybe that's just me. Um, no, I think it's like a thing that like people 
talk about a lot just in general yeah um there's a lot of like books and stuff about this about how like you know the internet has made people multitask a lot more mm-hmm. people aren't as good at reading things on a screen as they are on paper this right, is true right. yeah uh people feel like they have more stuff to do because they do right economic social stuff i don't want to yeah i mean but like i i figured it was always just me a little bit because at least what i do with my biology stuff it's like there's a lot of like waiting in incubation time right so if you actually do everything serially you would be sitting there all night yeah because there's because there's no way you should just let this sit for three hours without doing anything during that three hours so my days have always been at least like the last year and some change now that i've that i've been doing the hardcore biology stuff like full time is that you set up some stuff you set up your stuff in the morning like sequentially so that you set up the longest wait time stuff first mm-hmm. and that goes and by the time you like finish lunch then everything comes out and you do it you do the rest of your steps and it gets done before um before a reasonable hour and mm-hmm. Now I'm setting up my entire life kind of like that a little <laughs> bit, which has its pros and cons, yeah. I guess. Like, creative things that happen when cooking. Oh, that was an awkward moment where I almost set... I set something on fire the other day. It was... It well, was now strange. you have to tell us, Stan. You've mentioned it. <laughs> no, it wasn't It wasn't because I was waiting. It was, be, it was just because I was... Um, you know, you, you cook, you cook the bacon before you cook your eggs. Cause then you can use the bacon grease to cook the eggs. Right. Right. Um, but, and you put bacon on a paper towel to drain off all the grease. And so I set the paper towel on fire. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. <Stan. laughs> yeah. I was just like, Oh shit. I don't actually know what to so, do. <laughs> now that we've gotten off topic about being off topic. Um, yeah. Let's get to what we were going to talk about, <laughs> which was uh, just what we've been up to, uh, some thoughts about summer. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, because I mean, not only are MMO communities dying, summer just pretty died. much died. Yeah, it's over. Hurricane, not hurricane. Hur- not hurricane. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> not hit us. Yes, um, at all. Yeah, that was actually very interesting uh, because... Uh, the the same system that correctly predicted Hurricane Sandy's. So the thing about Joaquin was that like people were really confused because basically all of the like modeling systems disagreed a lot <laughs> yeah. about where it was going to go mm-hmm. um, because they weren't used to like dealing with like storms that could even go into that region. Uh, How could they be not used to that? That's all um, I guess. Global before. Uh, climate change. But climate change is changing, like, changing you know, how yeah. like you know accurate models. Yeah, are. yeah. So, the truth, so things are falling apart. Yeah. yeah so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the same. There was this European system that correctly predicted where Hurricane Sandy was going to go, and that system said, you "Don't even worry about it. It's going to veer way off into the ocean, and it right. won't even be a thing." Mm-hmm. But you know, people were like, "We can't trust it 100." percent It was completely correct. <laughs> so, <laughs> no hurricane. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least it looks like it. I'm not who who knows, right? Yeah. But the temp- the temperature did drop. Like, and it did rain. Degrees. Yeah, it was raining. But it's supposed to be windy. supposed to get a little warmer and be sunny. Um, it's this good. Next it's week. good. But um, so yeah, summer is definitely over though. At yeah. least here, um, it's starting to get a little chilly. The rain is starting to be cold. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I fell asleep last night in a sweater with my space heater. Me too, on. actually. Yeah, I fell asleep in a sweater. But well, that was also because I came home at like four a.m. But, but yeah, yeah, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the semester has started for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking five classes, which is... I started with six, but now I'm down to five. Uh, And three of them are seminars. And that is a lot more time than I thought it would be. Yes. (laughs) It's a lot more reading than Mm -hmm. I thought. Uh, Yeah, one seminar that reads entire books. Like, the reading is all just books with the occasional article that, like, helps you out. And then the other one is... Another one is... uh, reading some of charles dickens ooh, really mm-hmm. fun every week um and watching an episode of the wire every class um ooh, which nice. is very interesting yeah yeah um while also reading a whole bunch of theoretical stuff that it numbers in the hundreds of pages sometimes um like this week it was something this week i think that for monday i had about 150 pages to read for that class not counting the dickens so it's a lot of reading mm-hmm. um yeah, but you, what you were talking about, like, with, like, setting things up to happen, like, 
sort of like multitasking or thinking about like queuing, mm. <laughs> if you will. Yeah. Right. I have to do a lot of that now because I have a bunch of work um, and I can't just like do it whenever. Right. Um, and usually it has to come in a certain order. Right. <laughs> but yeah. like when I'm reading, I'm not doing other things because good God, you cannot read. Oh anymore. yeah. Like, no, I've tried and I can't. You know, so, yeah. Like, if you want to actually, like, remember a good amount of what you have read, yeah. um, you, you pretty much have to sit there and just, like, do it, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's, it's very different from doing problem sets, for example, where you can, like, do a problem and yeah. then just, like, you know, just sort of pop out yeah. real fast. Or even, like, in the middle of a problem, just sort of pop out real fast. Because, like, a lot of the time, like, you do a step and that's it. Oh, yeah. You just have to look at the next step. Yeah, yeah. Right? And think about that. It doesn't really matter what you did 10 steps ago. Right. Um, so, it's a, it's a really different way of approaching doing work. I personally think that it's, for me, it's, like, more time-consuming and a little more difficult than doing problem sets. Because I care about what I read, which is right. not a yeah. typical thing at MIT. So well, I think that. caring about what you do in general adds time to it. Um, yeah, that's true. Because like, I spend a lot of time now planning. Like I have to sit around for like an hour uh, before I start anything and mm. like actually lay out what's the best order for this to go in so I'm not here until like 8 p.m. Mm. Um, and, then, and then you get to um, execute on it. But if you just start executing on things, which has been like a chronic problem for me for the past year, actually, and mm. and my project team in general, actually, mm. just kind of executing on things without uh, a talking lot of pro- or planning. Yeah. Well, we talk about it, and we're like, okay, we should do this. Um, but and then it's like, how much we could have put more thought into some things, that we ended up backtracking on a little bit. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like it's not the. Not the most efficient way to do stuff, but I don't know what you could expect out of a team of three. Um, mm. I mean. It, it's easy to work in because we can just be like, okay, we're going to do this now. Um, yeah, which true. is Which is cool because we're a small group and we don't have to worry about uh, getting a whole ton of buy-in from all from like 10 different people, um, yeah. which I know is how some groups operate on how to do everything. And that's oh, just... Uh, yeah, that that's, sounds... that's That is why COVID America and the government move slow. Um, we're not going to talk about the government because like, holy like crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, let's oh, not even talk man, about why that's... elections don't really matter because that's... I feel like that's all of what I've been hearing well, about. I don't... I don't, I don't I don't think that's true who's been saying that no no okay it's not the elections don't matter if, any, if anything this election cycle is showing us elections do matter no elections do matter but i mean Trump's but right i like don't it. understand why we're looking at this like 16 months like over a year before this happening like stuff started buzzing like last year i'm just kind of like uh, i mean it's partly on. it's partly because news cycles need something and it's probably because nothing interesting was happening in politics, basically. Yeah, that's actually the reason. Things have been in a yeah. deadlock for a long time with, mm-hmm. like, a whole bunch of things. Yeah, uh, well, this is why local news and broadcast news in general just does bug me. I, I mean, guess newspapers I mean, frankly, do this a bit, too. Frankly, it was the kind of thing also where, like, uh, Bernie Sanders and, like, some of the outside outsider Republican candidates, mm-hmm. because there were so many of them, it was apparent there were going to be a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, they need a lot of publicity so it's in their interest to do things that garner publicity true right um early on to sort of like snowball because like right, right. for example if bernie sanders had just started getting like attention say last month ha! he'd be screwed uh, nope. right nope nope, nope. yeah um, uh-huh. i'm still of the opinion that he's screwed but like yeah you know, he's not as screwed as he would be um yeah i've listened i've listened to a lot of stuff and talked to a bunch of people about yeah how bernie is probably not gonna get the nomination Trump is most certainly not going to get the nomination. I don't know. If, it's uh, it's a, it is now a higher than zero chance that one of them could get their respective nominations. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Well, I, the point that I think was brought up by a couple of different things, which I thought was true, that the same Republicans are going to vote for Trump until he until he drops out until he drops out of the nomination mm-hmm. um so that that makes it really hard for other people to compete with him but it also means that if he wins the if he, if he doesn't get the the only way those voters are going to go back to the pool is if he doesn't get the nomination yeah. right yeah so and it's it's mm-hmm. it's really because no, i mean like the thing is like if you look at like the people who are voting for Trump yeah. a lot for a lot of them a vote for Trump is like a vote for D's nuts um, yeah. if you yeah. heard about that yeah uh, presidential candidate yeah. who called himself D's nuts and signed up as a joke yeah um and some people actually said that they would prefer him as president over yes. like Hillary Clinton or like Jeb Bush oh, or something yeah. yeah like and it was uh yeah it's like the same thing where people were just like yeah politics is dumb and stupid at least 
Donald Trump is like an asshole, right? But like he's like openly an asshole. He's like, yeah, this is what I really think, right? And like mm. he's really like ungracious and kind of a dick, right? But like, hey, everybody's ungracious and kind of a dick. And you know that mm. that goes to show you what like the average American thinks of politicians. Um, yeah, you know, like that they think Donald Trump is not a liar, but other politicians are liars. Yeah, I mean, if you're, but if we're gonna go into the view they, of like, I don't know. <laughs> well, not well, yeah, but to some extent, I feel like a little bit of the whole like Donald Trump is an asshole, but I kind of agree with him type of thing is kind of like, well... I mean, some of them don't even agree with him. They're like, yeah, it's not even an issue of like, you yeah. know, I believe what Donald Trump believes. Mm-hmm. It's just more like, I would rather have somebody honest than like one of these guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, but I don't know. How far does honesty actually get you? <laughs> uh, when you're Donald Trump, not very far. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even sure if Donald Trump is, is telling, is, really thinks any of the things that he's saying. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. really, he's Donald Trump. Like, of all the people to say, like, he's honest, I just don't don't get it. Like, right. Maybe it's just because some people think it's funny to vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> I sure think some people like, some actually people, do think right? it's just funny. Um, yeah. I mean, Bernie Sanders is another thing entirely, right? Like, he's basically the left's Ron Paul. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. this guy full of all these, like, very big pipe dreams that, mm-hmm. like, will not actually happen. <laughs> like, have you seen... Okay. I'm going to get on the train here, and people might get mad because, you know, there are people who, maybe not at MIT, most people at MIT are like, ugh, politics, ugh. but like, you know, because this is the internet, there will probably be people who are really into Bernie Sanders, I'm going to tear into him, deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, if you, if you have seen, like, his position platform, it's just full of, he has a number of, like, particular things that he says he's going to do, mm-hmm. each of which would be on the level of Obamacare to actually get done. Yes. And he's in a far less, like... Influential position than like, Obama was to get anything done. Yeah, he's just yeah. in a much worse climate to uh-huh. make any of those things happen. Right. Says, like, you know, I'm going to make education, you know, like, public education free. And I'm like, how are you going to do that? That costs so much money. Right? And he's like, yeah, we're going to make a single-payer, like, system. And I'm like, you're not. That's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right? Like people say, like, okay, well the single payer system would save us so much money that anything that Bernie wanted to do after that point, right, it would be fine, right? Because it would save us so much money. I'm like I'm not even gonna get first. into that. Yeah, right? so, because like yeah. I just don't think you can do it. Uh-huh. I don't think that you can make a single payer system happen because have you looked at Congress? There's just no way you could do it. So like, you can get anything done. <laughs> like how would how would yeah. you make that happen, right? Like and there's just no plan for, like, how he would, like, make, you know, like, people want to vote for this. Yeah. It, it, it wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. It's just not possible. Um, and, you know, I, I, I just, like, I'm kind of angry at mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders personally because I'm like, how could you promise this? Like, how could you stand in front of a whole group of people and promise this completely impossible thing? Because you know you can't do I mean, it. it could also just be, like, an exposure thing, right? Like, that's a... But that's, that's the thing is that, like... Yeah. He's doing this for exposure or whatever, but he's lying. Not, not, not it's a not terrible ex- lie, and people believe this lie. Well, it's exposure like, for him, but I was also thinking exposure in the terms of like, oh, if you're just, it's like the the extremism thing. If you are really unhappy with status quo, then I'm gonna present something that's way far out of there in the hopes that even though you're gonna shoot me down, because that's what most people in large groups do to people who are super super extreme. Even if you're going to shoot that down, at least you thought about it and now might do something that's a little more outside of the boundary of where you're currently like pigeonholing yourself. Right, he's trying to move the the, the target rectacle, right? Right, yeah, yeah. And I have other reservations in that, like, if you look at Bernie Sanders, like, who's voting for Bernie Sanders? Mm -hmm. White. Yeah, yeah. All white people. Mm -hmm. And no black people. I mean, there's the Black Lives Matter thing, which I'm not going to get into that because, mm-hmm. like, but, like, um, it's pretty clear that, like, Bernie Sanders does not have support with, like, a lot of black people, like, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, if they know who he is, they're kind of like, I don't know what he's doing for me. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of the stuff that he's talking about is just, like, yeah, this is great if you're, like, you know, in, like, a group of people that could even conceivably think of themselves as the middle class. Right, I was going right? to say, like, like, some old white dude from Vermont trying to tell us that, like, the middle class will be more prosperous I'm sitting down here Like, doing we should, like, blue do, like you know, he's just yeah. like, yeah, we need to make so, the middle class a thing in America yeah. again. It's like, well, I've never been part of the middle, middle class, class, so I don't so, give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, 
I don't even think yeah. of myself as like because like a lot of these people are like you know like in their 30s or 40s and they're mm-hmm. black so they're like yeah there's no way I yeah. can ever even become part of the middle class mm-hmm. so you got nothing to say to me right. right like my family's not in the middle class even if I am right mm-hmm. like so <laughs> you know like shrug like there's, there's and, and you know he doesn't really talk about like race stuff like mm-hmm. his, his opinion is basically what like you know again like white progressivism yeah. opinion uh-huh. has been for a while now which is like you know the class stuff will take care of the race stuff which is just stupid oh that's like, false you know, uh, or, you know like, uh, that type of viewpoint is just like so I mean I don't disagree right that the, I mean that the I don't really disagree socioeconomic class thing is a thing yeah right but that doesn't solve the that doesn't solve the entire problem right like yeah. it, it won't yeah. um but that's another thing for another time Right. Yeah. Like, what's the difference between a poor black person and a white black person? Right. Like, you a know, poor what black is the difference? And a white black person. That's what you just said. A poor black person <laughs> and a poor white person. Okay. Is what I meant to say. Okay. Right. Like, what's the difference between those those kinds of those those two groups of people? Right. It's a real question. Right. And a lot of people do not. A lot of people have never been poor. Yeah. And a lot of people have never been black. So, like, you know, <laughs> it's like they don't, they legitimately yeah. don't know, mm-hmm. like, from personal experience what could be different. Right. So, you know, that would be an interesting thing to, to talk about at some point in the future. Yeah. Um, but this, you might think that this is not, like, what we've been doing over the summer or whatever, right? Because we were talking about that. But that's basically all that has been to do. I mean, uh, not I've, much has been going on for either of us, I feel like. I mean, I went on vacation, I went home did that thing for a while tried to um relax and then realized that i went home looking for escapism to realize that i didn't really want it and then came back here and felt slightly better somehow i'm not Hmm. really sure Hmm. i feel like i just went through an emotional roller coaster of being like i'm really happy this this sucks. I'm really happy. I'm okay, and I'm not okay. Blah blah blah. Also, I've just been working nonstop for the last month. It's ridiculous. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, because of all the classes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I like it. I don't mind um, too much because it's work that I like doing. Right. You know. Uh, you know, I'm taking like more technical classes too, but they're pretty easy, so it doesn't really bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about like you know grad school and such some more. I thought about That's not grad interesting, school. so I don't want to talk about it here, but, you know, whatever. I thought about grad school. Oh, we were going to do those. a grad school, grad student segment. We'll, that, we'll, do, we'll do, we'll work on this. That fell through, and we suck. Um, no, 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 it's not, it hasn't fallen through. We just, we... Well, we fell, for now, it's not happening. For it's, now, it's not happening immediately, but I think we can... Part of the difficulty is finding in a graduate student in the humanities near yeah. here. Um, because either, you know, they're at MIT, so they're not really a graduate. I mean, I know a few at MIT if, yeah. if we wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, so science, science, tech, science and technology in society. STS. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, STS. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have, I, I met some of the graduate students at a, a pre-orientation program that yeah, I helped, yeah. uh, literature and history out with. Mm-hmm. So, um, if that's, if, if that's something we want to do, then, you know, we could do that. Um, there's, there's even a student I know who was a literature major here and then he got, he's a PhD student here for SDS. So mm-hmm. there is, there's that possibility. Um, if we want to find somebody's major here, it, it would definitely be a non-standard experience mm-hmm. though that we would be talking about. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think that those things are cool and I think that's the type of stuff that we want to like capture. Our I don't know. Because, experiences. Yeah. you know, like with, with graduate school, right? Like a lot of people are, a lot of people are not, you know. Like interested in SDS, some people just want to read books, right? Like true, but that's not even what all of grad school in the humanities is. Uh, in literature, <laughs> to be fair, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. You, you know, mm-hmm. you got a point. Right. Um, I mean, there's there's just so this is why I'm not interested in grad school and straight up English. Yeah. by the way, it's like I think there's a lot of dimensions to grad school experience um yeah it's, it's hard of, to get an average grad student in any case right? it's hard, it's hard, one it's hard to get an average grad student especially here um, two it's questionable whether people want to hear from an average grad student because people want to go to like you know top 10 not like you know yeah well i mean like um we were kind of saying in the episode i did with evan that like sometimes or either the episode we did with evan or we i think we talked about this also um that that, like, there are cases where, like, 95% of all, um, like, history professors or whatever go to this one school. 
Oh, um, that's very exaggerated. Yeah, well, very but exaggerated. that's it's very exaggerated. But it's kind of like there are some situations where you would you should go depending on where you're um, aiming for. You want to go to a place that I mean, could feasibly get you there or not go at it's all. It's like right? it's like every yeah. it's basically if if your goal is to change your track position, mm-hmm. right? Uh, basically every right now every discipline is like this. You either go to like top ten, top twenty, or you just don't go depending. But the thing is, of course, like, depending on, like, the specific field of your discipline, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the top 20 in, like, your broader discipline will not match the actual top oh, 20, 20 yeah. of your, like, entire... Because, di- right. like, there's, like, English, right? And then English and language and literature. And then there's, like, rhetoric and composition, which is considered a subfield usually. Mm-hmm. But they have a completely different, oh, like, yeah. structure of, like, which schools are, like, the best and, like, which tend to place the most and have the most, like you know, important people in, like, that subfield, mm. right? Like, if you use, like, the, the 1 to 10, right, for, mm-hmm. like, the general, like, English language and literature, like, things, right? Like, right. you would be screwed because, oh, yeah. like, a lot of them just, they don't do it or it's very cursory when they do, mm-hmm. right? And, like, nobody of any note yes. who does that stuff comes from those places. Right. And so you have to actually pay much closer attention than, like, you know, very general, like, U.S. world news rankings mm-hmm. or something would yeah. give you. Um, yeah. I also think that... Um, yeah, so capturing capturing a better image of that kind of stuff, and also just like I also think we should maybe do a little thing um, about what you do if you're going to what you do what you're doing when you do what I do. Ah, um, uh, right. As in, take a gap year years in mm-hmm. a lot of cases, and um, before applying to grad school, med school type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm that usually not. doesn't happen in the humanities because there's doesn't, not yeah, there's not much incentive because there's nowhere you can go to work that would give you the same yeah, experience. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's not incentive to do that, but there is incentive to do that in life science fields especially. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everybody who I've known has done this, I want to yeah, I think I maybe know a couple Mechies that have done this, but mm-hmm. almost everybody that I know that has done the thing that I'm doing right now did some life science, like biology or chemistry. Right, um, right. Like, type, type of thing. I mean, it's the thing with industry-oriented things, too, just because people are like, I could go to grad school, but I would like to try industry first because it's oh, yeah. a viable path, right? Yeah, I mean, you do that and you get a job. And you get money. <laughs> yeah, but that's... <laughs> Which is, well, you know. then you end up with the odd scenario that that is in contrast to that because in what I do, you get paid, like, grad student money, but when you do... <laughs> <laughs> and grad student money is very, very different um, from going to work at Intel for like three years and yeah, then going to get true. your PhD, very right? Very true. Very um, true. Yeah. So, but I mean, the the worst part is that those people also get better stipends than either of us will ever ever get in any case as graduate students. Yeah. Yeah. So I was actually looking at like stipend cost places, and um, most grad schools will give you like very similar stipends. But the cost of living in all of these places is, like, not at all the same. Yeah, it's not right? the same so at it's all. it's like, okay, yeah. I, you can get 35K, go to school, in, at, like, UCSF. You can go 35K to go to school in, like, I don't know, somewhere with a lower cost of living. Um, like or, Florida or like, something, yeah. yeah. Like, like, Florida, something like that. Um, yeah, 35K will get you, like, nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Northern California. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it's pretty bad. Like, yeah, so. dude, let me tell you a story about UC Berkeley. Um, okay. So UC Berkeley, uh, I'm, I'm talking about their English department specifically here. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to take like 25 people every year. Mm-hmm. And then they realized, you know, we're like top 10 in English, but people get into, uh, get into our program and then decide not to go. They right. had a very low matriculation mm-hmm. rate because their stipend was like 17K. Oh, yeah. And they were like, how... And people were like, you cannot live on this in California. You right. cannot live on this, like, in, in anywhere, basically, yeah, at much. this point. Yeah. Right, but, like, unless not in California. You, if, unless, if you have to pay for your own housing. Unless you have a spouse, you you, you generally do, right? Yeah, you generally do. I know that might be a technicality that used to get worked out somewhere or whatever, but, yeah. Like, yeah. and so... You know, they were like, wow, nobody wants to go to us even though we're, like, doing really well. And that's mm-hmm. really bad because, like... Because that means that person either has to have money or have themselves... Have a spouse outside or something. Yeah. yeah, right. Like, uh-huh. uh, and so we're, we're only going to get certain types of people. Of course. And by certain types of people, I mean, you're not going to get anybody who just got a BA. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Like, that's not going to happen. Um, and frankly, like, at least the way that graduate school works in the humanities right now is, like, 
the top places are very oriented towards people who have BAs. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you got an MA, then you probably didn't get funded. Right. <laughs> so, like, you're either older or you're in a shit ton of debt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those aren't the types of people. Like, that's just, just a very unstable, like, place to be if you're mm-hmm. getting a PhD. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, and so people end up much more stressed and like, generally unhappy <laughs> about, mm-hmm. like, what they're doing. Um, and... So they they want like to get like the BAs and stuff like that and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like better stipends because like if we pay a bad stipend, like we're only gonna get like these older people, right? Right, right. And uh, for better or for worse, I, I don't I don't know if this is for better or for worse, honestly, myself. But like things are very oriented towards younger people. Um, at least probably everywhere, but at least in the humanities, are very much oriented towards younger people. Um, In some STEM things, there is... I think the only reason that it is gauged toward younger people is just amount of time investment. Yeah. Um, because... It's awkward to come from doing something else to the humanities. Yeah. And it's not, it's not the same at all. Oh, no yeah, matter, of course not. Like, yeah. nothing that, like, you can do that, like, is a job that doesn't involve like research in any way is going to be the same going to be even comparable especially in the humanities right mm-hmm. like engineering a little different right yeah yeah like uh even the life sciences you can find stuff but like in the humanities there's nothing there's no job that's like studying the hum- like the humanities librarian archivist working in a museum maybe those are like yeah. the closest things <laughs> right. but working in a museum requires a PhD yeah that's true right? like, either a yeah. master's degree or a PhD uh-huh. so like yeah. you know mm-hmm. um and like working in libraries is increasingly requiring advanced degrees too which is stupid mm-hmm. but um, yeah, there's there's not a lot um, that involves like the same kinds of things that you right. do. So there's like not much claiming to equivalency that you can get. Oh yeah, of course. Um, and so there's like a bias against like older people because it's kind of like have they even are they up to date or even close to up to date <laughs> compared to like what you know your undergrad your uh, average like very good undergraduate right thinking right, about right. the top places is going mm-hmm. to be like and usually the answer is no. You have reason to doubt it. Um, kind of unfortunate how that works but anyway Berkeley was like yeah we have to offer more money because there's no way we're there's gonna, no like, way pull you're people, get especially in the future when people money. are even yeah. more concerned about this right than mm-hmm. they are now yeah so they have the number of people in each each cohort so they went like 25 to 10 mm-hmm. and now they give like 30 plus right yeah, yeah. um and it's just like a lot of places are doing this they accept very few people every year now mm-hmm. um but i'm not sure that's the problem the problem is that there's not enough jobs and there's not enough places to go with mm-hmm. that phd yeah that aren't academia because like a lot of people used to go into politics when they did this kind of yeah, thing. yeah. uh but now if you have a phd and you try to become a politician <laughs> you are a joke and not like yeah. you know like an actual mm-hmm. like person because right, right. you are you know like ivory tower blah 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 even though you proceeded to not be an academic after getting a PhD. But, mm-hmm. like, that's how it is, right? Right, right. Um, and so it's just kind of like, ooh, <laughs> not a lot of other places to go. Um, and so the money thing is a, is a huge problem. Um, and I don't, I don't really think that STEM stuff is better off than, like, the humanities are In terms a of- lot. Like, so the average is much worse in the humanities. Um, yeah. In terms of stipends, yeah, yeah, but like when you look at the top places, it don't differ that much. Yeah, I mean, in terms of STEM, like stipends have been going up generally, um, but I mean, you're not getting paid as much as what I'm getting paid, even if you're a grad student, and I have some trouble managing my money. Like I have kind of been operating at a loss for the last year. Oh, um, that's bad. <laughs> no, that's because I'm stupid. Well, <laughs> that's also bad yeah. so so um yeah uh but i'm not gonna go broke i started cooking and it's great except i dropped mm. my lunch on the floor like a week ago that was super and sad you, and then you burned something later set something on fire yeah my last few weeks have like not been good i see honestly I see. I see. <laughs> yeah like yeah i ran into a door and dropped my lunch on the on the floor in front of everybody that was a fun monday Stand. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that you remember this is the kind of thing that you remember no but i've, de- I've deliberately tried to take steps to think about the. G- i listened to a different podcast like the day before this happened and it was like oh you should think about you know just like taking a few of those good things and like kind of just ruminating on that a little bit so it sticks in your head a little better mm-hmm. and i was thinking like oh you know i've been feeling like kind of stressed out the last couple of weeks so i'm like okay i'll do that 
and then it just like slapped in the face by the world. That's how I felt. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to talk about what I've been doing because I've just you know it's very like nerd oriented like i've just been like reading a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. about like media studies and whatever yeah. right and it's like very cool uh mm-hmm. but it's also very <laughs> you know like difficult mm-hmm. to talk about um it's a thing that like i guess someone had one has to get used to right because right, right. so i'm gonna give it a shot but like, <laughs> if if you're like this is really boring sorry um but it, it's sort of like a so I'm, I'm taking three classes uh mm-hmm. that kind of like intertwine a little bit two of them a lot uh, the one that I mentioned about the wire is sort of about like uh, narrative experience, mm-hmm. right? So like thinking about narrative is something that unfolds through time, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than like you know it's all there in front of you at once, right? right so you right. have the first page and the last page, and those are like intercommunicating with one another. When you like in reality, quote marks because I, there's a problem. The pro- the already existing problem with this approach is of course you don't actually read a book in order a lot of the time. But stay stay with you. Don't me read here. your books in order. Okay, if. If you're an academic, right, like, in, in okay, so that's a, that's a much more literal way of thinking about it, but, like, if I'm looking at, like, anything, right, I've already heard some stuff about it, so I know right. some things about how maybe some stuff is yeah, going to turn yeah. out already. If it's, like, pretty old, I might already know, like, the general outline of the plot, right? A lot of the surprise, big surprising moments might already be, you know, sometimes I come to watch something because of, you know... The, the big surprising, big surprising moment. moment that you hear about, right? Like that's the famous thing about it. Like a Citizen Kane, right? Like right, Rose right. Bud. It was mm-hmm. his sled done, right? Like you know this, like before you start watching the movie, right? If you care about it, right? Like so, you know, like, Rose Bud was his sled. This isn't a surprise when it turns out that this is the case. So are you a person that like will do what my sister does and like read the last chapter of the book before you read it? Sometimes. If, okay. if I'm really bored and I'm like, is this even worth reading, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. sometimes it happens. Yeah, my sister does that with everything, and she looks at me like, why don't you do that? <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I fell out of the practice of spoiling myself with things. Well, spoiling myself with things that I was seriously trying to get mm, into, mm. Um, because I will do that a lot now, because it's like... Um, like one of my friends, um, she was really into watching Mad Men over the summer, Ooh. and so and so I was like, oh yeah, maybe I'll give this show a shot, mm. kind of thing. And it's just like it's the show just ended, mm. but it's like eight seasons and wow, the episodes are an hour long yeah. each. And that's a long time. That's a lot of effort. My God. Yeah. Like <sighs> also, my friends at work want me to catch up on Game of Thrones. Also. Yeah. I also don't have time to do all of that. I want I want to try to do that a little bit because I've only really watched part of season one. And mm-hmm. yeah, the two biggest gaps in my nerd I knowledge. I still like the I still like the books the most. I haven't read over, the books over either. the over the. Yeah. probably would take you less time to read the books than to watch the show at this Possibly. point. Possibly, yeah. But the two biggest gaps in my nerd knowledge are Game of Thrones and Settlers of Catan. Who cares about Catan? I hate that game. Oh, my, 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 no, let's, uh, no, no, I don't want to. No, talk no, about no, no. Just, just, just one, just one thing about my coworker. Her verb for playing settlers is like, do you like? Oh, I'm gonna go settle. Oh my! I god. find that hilarious. Oh my god! Because <laughs> there's so many ways. How you much can Catan misuse do you play? That phrase. Yeah, how much Catan do you play? That you have a lot. verb. Well, just like you know, oh, I'm gonna go settle, and I'm just like, wait, what does the that mean? That could mean a lot of different things that not are increasingly even... awkward. Yeah, I, <laughs> I guess, I guess, I think you're reading a little much into that. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> a little much, but yeah, I mean, so so getting back to what I was talking about, but like, mm-hmm. there are people who you know, and there there are a lot of uh, narrative forms that sort of force you yeah, to yeah. take it that way, right? Like mm-hmm. where you can't skip, right? Like, uh. Not so much TV or books, actually, which is, like, mm-hmm. another awkward thing. Like, games especially, right? Like, you, uh... I can't take a game and then skip to the last ten minutes of the game. Like, I can't just, like, buy Kingdom Hearts and, and then skip. put it in my game and then be like, I don't want to do the beginning. Let's skip to the final boss, right? Like, yeah. I, can't, I can't do that. Right. Um, like, I have to at least play the game in order once, right? Right. I mean, there are tools that allow you to skip, but, like, it, it takes that, a whole but... lot of effort compared yeah. to just being, like... I'm going to hit fast forward on the TV, right? Or right. I'm going to, like, skip to this part, or I'm going to just, like, skip a chapter, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, it's, a, it's a little more difficult to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but this is about books and TV, so whatever. But, like, we are watching uh, The Wire in order, 
the -hmm. first season um and sort of like one episode per class session Mm -hmm. so like we're kind of talking about it and like what's going on we're reading uh bleak house this is a story by charles Uh dickens Ah, charles dickens and we're we're talking about that too um as that goes on it's it started to get interesting Mm -hmm. so you know uh, I'm having fun with that. It's an interesting thing to think about mm-hmm. uh, things in terms of like, you know, running through them in order, just like the experience of like reading or experiencing like some sort of medium thing, like mm-hmm. in temporal order is, instead of like having it all sort of like laid out for you. Right, right. I don't really buy as much that distinction as it seems to be very popular, right? Like in the f- a certain field of study right now, uh, but it's a thing, so... I'm getting to like know some about like how people think about it in that way. I, I don't think it's right, but you know, there you go. Yeah, but that's what it is. Um, yeah. And then like another class is like media studies, like sort of like the physical media, mm-hmm. sort of like what that means, um, like physical manual. Like so, so the teacher and like MIT's actually literature department is very um, medieval oriented. There's a huge group of like medievalists mm-hmm. uh, and ancient studies people too. Um, and so like manuscripts and like old really old writing mm-hmm. is like a thing that a lot of them study and so we talked a lot about like what what is paper made of how did people make it right like how did people used to write what the practices with like reading books used to be mm-hmm. how were they bound right how right, were right. they bound because like <laughs> if, you know for a long time books were not really bound yeah, you, yeah. you did it yourself or like someone did it after the pages were produced mm-hmm. right and so a lot of the time like people would buy like things loose leaf and then like bind them themselves mm-hmm. right and so you'd find things weirdly bound together right um and so on and so forth um and so we're like sort of moving from there to like more contemporary stuff right now mm-hmm. um it's, it's, it's pretty interesting right um a lot of the a lot of the wires cross at points in time because uh there's a lot of interest now in like literary studies and like the novel uh, which I think is overblown, but that's just me. Um, the concept of a novel is overblown? No, I think the novel, like studying the novel studying is the overblown. Novel is overblown. <laughs> I don't okay. care that much about the novel. Um, mm-hmm. Like, there are other forms of things that are interesting, and why are we spending so much goddamn time on the novels? Like, uh, right? Um, but, it, 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 I mean, like, the novel, thinking about it, like, as a form thing, is, like, very removed from uh, the physical thing. Right, the, the, that right, sort of yeah, like yeah. novelistic, like uh-huh. sort of like very what we think of as a novel is a very long, coherent story, right? That like follows a certain like arc, right? Mm-hmm. Like with a defined like number of characters, you know, who have lives or whatever. There's mm-hmm. like an element of realism to it. Uh, that is sort of kind of the form that media has been taking with like lots of things right, nowadays, right? right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't really watch a lot of like you know cartoons where like the episodes. I say cartoons because cartoons are most identified with this, but like things where like you know each episode is just like completely separate from the other episodes, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know where there's either like you know temporal snapback where like every no matter what happens, right? Everybody's back to basically being the same after the episode is over. Yeah. Like yeah, there's yeah. there's not a lot of that uh, going on anymore. Um, there's not a lot of just like you know miscellaneous things. There's not a lot of one-off, yeah, like, one-off stuff anymore. Yeah. I mean, there's still kind of some shows that have this a little bit, but even then, there'll be a lot of snapbacks and references to old things, even if even if nothing in the episode actually directly depends on it. Yeah, it'll still be just there. Yeah, it'll yeah. be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh. It's it's sort of a thing that's like worth studying, but I think that like what has come with the like attention to like the novelistic form, mm-hmm. because there's a very anti-formalist also like trend in mm-hmm. media studies and stuff is like too much attention on the novel, like the literal book novel. Yes. Like novel form, interesting novel as in books, not that interesting. <laughs> like not that many people actually read novels. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not actually like the novel as a, as in the book is like important, but not that important. And we should like do other stuff that's interesting yeah, yeah. too. You know, like games, but like other things too, right? Like nobody, I haven't seen shit about web comics like ever. I've seen nothing, right? Wait, like, what do you mean by you've in, seen nothing? In like, like no academic, like the academic yeah. context, uh-huh. like right. no one has written anything about web comics. I guess people seem to think that like they can just like fold into like you know the study of comics in general, which is starting to take off a little bit. But yeah, yeah, it, but, it, it it doesn't. But yeah, it, it doesn't. But I also was got the vibe a little bit that people didn't really take web comics academically seriously. I mean, um, that's what I mean, right? Yeah. Well, also, but. That was not necessarily a function of them just being ignored, but because it's like webcomics also didn't take themselves very seriously. That doesn't really matter. 
um, right now at least yeah. it doesn't it doesn't seem like academia is not really inter- interested as much in like the stuff that's like look at me I'm super important like you know exclusively right as you know you might like stereotypically like think of it as being um, I mean the wire is, is definitely one of those things though that says look at me I'm super important so the wire is some of the things that says look at me I'm super important now like no this even then when it came out this is a thing that people criticized about it in fact uh, when it came out because people were like wow there are a lot of parts in this that are very unsubtle and are very clearly pushing me to think about this in like a really like you know spun out like allegorical way stop it <laughs> like a lot of people were actually like really mad about this like when it, when, when, it, when it was when it in was 2003 happening. yeah yeah in 2003 right but more people appreciate that now yeah. than did then yeah, yeah than did that's then. more of what i'm trying to say yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. so it's uh but like yeah even when like uh david simon the guy who made it mm-hmm. was like you know pitched it he was mm-hmm. like yeah this is like a thing that's going to be like you know some sort of like uh, it's going to like be an allegory for the stuff and it will show how this is like crime in like America and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Baltimore is an example. Right. Things exactly. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like uh, that was, you know, like his approach from mm-hmm. the very beginning. So um, those things, <laughs> academics still care about those kinds of things. But mm-hmm. like there has been some push to like pay more attention to things like comedy. Right. Things that people maybe they don't take very seriously or like isn't meant to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like messing around with that and seeing what you get i mean i guess like academia is like about taking things seriously there isn't a lot of like humor to be Mm. had unfortunately uh you don't you're not supposed to have fun in academia because you know taxpayer dollars i don't know know. i always appreciate a little bit of snark along with every (laughs) everything that i do and read there's there's some of that that goes on but uh so so I mean, to me, like, at least, like, there's been a big push to, like, study, like, unlikely media. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not a term. I just, like, put that together. Right, it sounds right. like it would be a term. Um, but, like, just, like, unlikely things that people would, you know, like, not pay that much attention to. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's, like, uh, there's this, like, U Chicago professor who's, like, publishing a book about skyscrapers. Right? Just the skyscraper. What does the skyscraper do? Right? Like, in a social context or whatever. Right? And it's just kind of, like... Someone you know, hasn't done that already? No. Skyscrapers have been around for a while. Right, but, like, nobody really just says, like, the skyscraper, I would like to write a book about that, right? Like The skyscraper is, like, yeah, like a construct of your ideas. I'm... Like, no, 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 no. So it's, it's more about, like, in a concrete context, what has the skyscraper done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. For, you know, well, not for, but just in general. Like, what what does the skyscraper do? Yeah. Like, no, I, I, I get that, like, you know, that but I thing. feel like that's just being too meta. Like, I mean, this is too meta. What do you mean? Like, that's actually being... Like, I feel like that, at least from a layman's perspective, it was kind of like, okay, this is an interesting thing to study, but why? Why, right? I mean, yeah. they're everywhere. And nobody has done... And like you said, nobody nobody <laughs> has done it, right? No one Nobody's has ever it. really thought about it. Well, I guess like, that's yeah. a good reason to do anything. No one has done that, so I'm going to do it now. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like. And uh, that there's there's a lot of that that's been happening. Yeah, some of it like seems really frivolous, mm-hmm. right? but like you know uh, you can get interesting insights out of that kind of thing. Yeah, on occasion, right? On I mean, occasion. like um, I mean, like if you want to think about it in the opposite sort of perspective, if you want to think about it as like you know a continuous thing where people have these theories and you develop them and then you keep moving on. Like mm-hmm. people have a lot of critiques for that kind of attitude right now. Right, right, um, right, and. Uh, I, I I don't agree with those critiques, but you know there you go. Yeah. Um, people are kind of like a little sour on mm-hmm. like the the sort of theory days where you had a theoretical like people took a theoretical lens and then applied it to the X right, mm-hmm. and, or like you know you like you you had this theoretical thing and it like could interpret everything. You just did everything that way and like your way of doing it was like the one truth. Like mm-hmm. both of those perspectives are like very much not like in vogue right now. Right, um, right. And people were kind of like, well, what about the things in themselves? And so on and so forth, right? And for a bunch of complex reasons I won't get into here, I think it's a very stupid thought. But mm-hmm. it's worth, you know, talking about, right? Like, yes. um, like well, I think it's stupid to think that that's, like, some sort of new consideration that people hadn't been thinking about before. I'll put it okay, that way. Yeah, yeah, okay. um, like, but that that's a lot. That covers a lot of what I've been reading about. Mm-hmm. Um, that just the exploration of those kinds of attitudes towards like theoretical stuff, individual things, right? And mm-hmm. it's it's been interesting to sort of get to get at that stuff because I hadn't been reading like a lot of very recent things in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
a lot of this stuff was like 2000s um, because it's very much like narratology and genre right, right. theory, which is like very popular mm-hmm. then. Not so popular now, but yeah. very popular then. Um, it's just really funny because like uh, if you read like very contemporary things, people are like, yeah, people who are interested in narrative were like too into form and stuff like that. And then right, if you right. actually read the narratology stuff, they're also shitting on formalism. And it's just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess form is just bad. Like yeah, you just, yeah. it's just verboten. You don't want form, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, truck yeah but meanwhile while you can well you have been doing things that you can talk about in a coherent way i've been just running into doors and doing biology trying to be social ish by going to parties which was terrible i really don't like i sorry i really did i'm looking at evan that i uh did not enjoy going over to wesley like three weeks ago ah uh, <laughs> i see but, yeah the one party you were there. Party? Yeah, that party. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think yeah. my problem in the end with that was that I expected to see drama and I did not get to <laughs> wow. see Wow. <drama. laughs> wow. Is that why you went to the party? Because you wanted to see drama? Because it would have been hilarious. Oh my God, Stan. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this is why you, this is not why you do anything, like, actually. Yeah. Like, it's... it's Yes, I, it is. It is very. It's it's better than watching TV. It's like what? It's like half the reason why I watch TV. That doesn't sound like to, being social. That sounds like you're going to people watch extensively at a party. Isn't that what? No, that's not really. What no, being it, it, social it, it, it is. is not what being social is. I'm I feel afraid. like that's my excuse for being social because I'm introverted and I'm good at conversation. I was. I went to a party yesterday. Mm. That conversation, oh, conversation yeah. at that party went well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. So that that was that was fun, um, but I, I I don't I don't know. I feel like I don't have a ton constructive to say about like what I do in terms of lab stuff. And maybe maybe if we talk, I would I would rather have a larger conversation with like maybe someone else who also does my job. And we can talk about mm. um, just like in general how that. Um, life kind of is because it's not something that actually gets presented to you a lot i don't know mm. if i've said this before i might have said this before i mean uh, i took a tour yeah. of stan's lab yesterday oh yeah yeah in we fact did. Yeah, yeah and uh it's a very cushy lab there's all sorts of things that like normally people have to do by hand i know yeah that machines yeah do for you yeah I, ex- I explained a bunch of stuff um that so i the lab i work in is a it's like an, it's the broad institute it's, a, it's an attached lab um lab space to MIT and a lot of MIT professors and Harvard professors and also um, researchers who work at the hospitals around here like Brigham and Women's, um, Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Um, they all have lab space there. So, but this lab is really nice because of a lot of um, bio labs, if you've had to do that before, um, you might know that you have to, there are certain expendables that you have like um, pipette tips, some um, tubes, um, stuff that you have to order and the autoclave a lot of the time. Um, so there are instances where if you don't know um, how much how much stuff you're going to use, like you could get uh, really screwed over because um, you don't have enough pipette tips um, or something like that. And so something that my lab has is it just has like a, a shelf where you can just like grab things from a mini mart. And so it's uh, pretty cool. Um, so we... It's it's an it's a nice space, but like I said, I think we could have a bigger conversation about like what lab tech life is, um, because it doesn't really get talked about ever, and it just kind of gets presented as an idea of something that you can do. And some labs that you work in, they have techs, and you interact with them mm-hmm. and stuff. So you, that's but that's the only exposure you get. Like mm. um, in terms of they, my major just started um, doing like some like career paneling thing of like people who have gone on to careers in like biotech. Type yeah, do you know you could get a job after you get this degree? <laughs> <laughs> but no, that Amazing. was that was the thing that they were like fighting against because that wasn't really that much of a thing until like you know less than ten years, in the last decade. What biological engineering? Biotech is a job that you could do without like yeah, like without a PhD. Yeah, without a PhD, like or or just going into. Having doing biology undergrad and doing something that wasn't grad school or med school, right, right, right. So just or or leaving the field entirely, <laughs> um, which is still what a lot of people do, and that's okay. Um, so they just started doing stuff recently about the uh, about presenting you people that have been working in biotech. Um, 
but they don't really talk about the in-between people ever um, who are going to PhD. You hear, you do hear from like PhD students and right. stuff like that. You go to right. grad school panels and stuff, but uh, they only talk about the whole gap year thing a lot. I mean, I know that's a question that will come up in a lot of these like panels in grad school, but there aren't a lot of uh, dedicated conversations mm. about it, what it, what it's like, and how it is to uh, like why you would want to choose to do it how long you should actually do it for because there's a lot of there's a lot of misinformation <laughs> yeah i imagine it must be easy to just sort of like uh after a while and like yeah yeah so i, I there, there's actually quite a bit of musings on that but i know we've been talking for a while so uh, that will we'll add that to the episode queue and i, have a I mean we could do that next time in fact uh because uh so stan lives with another lab tech in who was also course 20 and yeah. also stands here so mm-hmm. um i think they could have a productive conversation about this if that's what you want to do yeah we could do that um we actually have the capability to have like four people on if we get another microphone so we could even like bring in like someone else who's outside and, yeah like, who's come in here like from somewhere else that's not mit and that would also be cool to just like bounce that idea back and forth Okay. All right. So we could do that. Um, So that's uh, on the agenda for the next episode. Yeah. Uh, So I guess that's it for us. I'm Everett. I'm Stan. And And this has been Six Fists. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Hook us up with a review if you like what you hear. Um, Or if you don't, but be nice, please. Yeah. I mean... Go, I know this episode was kind of all over the place. Um, some of our episodes before are a little more focused. Go back and listen to some of our old stuff, because we got like 15 episodes online. Whoa. So, yeah, we've been doing this for a while. We'll keep on Whoa. doing it. So, yeah, and we'll continue bringing you some new stuff now that the air conditioning is off and we have better stuff, we'll sound a little better. Yes. So, And now it's, you know, colder and the semester has started. You know, this looks more fun compared to the other things that we have to do. So, <laughs> or at least for me yeah. and for Evan, and there is that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All, All right. right. So, we'll see you next time. Dun, dun, dun.